So when Christmas time comes around, I feel like there's all of these, there's so much culture stuff. And there's things that we love to that be a part of that are great. They're very fun, like decorating Christmas trees or going Christmas caroling or going to see lights. And those things are all great and super fun. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. And we'll co- we'll talk about in a couple weeks on really like, hey, what traditions or things do we participate in that are helpful as a, a family that follows Jesus? How do we honor God at Christmas time? So we're going to talk about that in a few weeks. But it's really interesting to kind of take a second and say, hey, what is Christmas really about? as Christ followers, what does the Bible say about the Christmas season? And why do we as, um, like from a church perspective, why do we as people who are a part of the church, a part of God's family celebrate? And the season is like the Advent season. And it can be, um, it can just feel overwhelming and you don't really know what all these words, sometimes there's stuff that's post it on the internet or TikTok or whatever. And you're like, I don't really know what I should think or what I should do. Some people are all the way on one side telling you you shouldn't even decorate a Christmas tree. People are all the way on the other side telling us we should do all kinds of crazy stuff. So we want to like actually make Christmas about Jesus. Right. And Advent is what we call this season. The Christmas season is traditionally in church history called the Advent season. And it means arrival. And today it, it really refers to the four weeks before Christmas. So it's a global church thing. It's not just, you know, uh, a faith promise thing, but this is something that the whole, like the global church participates in celebrating the Advent season. And it actually started like several hundred years ago. And it's something our family chooses to participate in as well. Yeah. And I, I really don't if, well, most people, I would say at, at this point, are probably in more of a, like a contemporary environment. So even whenever you say like it's it's celebrated by the church, like I don't, I don't think that Advent season, I think Advent, you know, maybe people have heard that word, the fact that it means arrival uh, might... <clears throat> Might be a new a new thing for for people to hear, but uh, really, what we want to well, do is go ahead. yeah. Well, that's what I would say is the Christmas season. We just say the Christmas season, but church history has allowed for there to be a space where we are intentional in celebrating Christmas throughout the month of December. Yeah. And how do we do that? Making really the reason we do that is because it's all about Jesus being the center of Christmas. Yeah. And what I would encourage you, even like, I know not everybody listening listen to this goes to Faith Promise, but you know, even at Faith Promise, we're going to use this season to be really evangelistic and have, you know, something called At the Movies where we invite people in and use films to, you know, kind of bridge into faith. So really what I want to encourage you is during this time when we talk about Advent is to really create this environment in your home, create this environment in your world, you know? And so I think that, that that's what's most important. Um, uh, they, these things will be present, uh, hopefully, if you go to church. They will be if you come to Faith Promise, the, the, the tenets of the Advent season. Uh, but I think it's the most important whenever you are thinking about, whenever you are glorifying, whenever you are uh, being intentional about these marks of the Advent season— that in your personal life, your personal walk with God, and then at home uh, is where they are celebrated most. So Advent, if I'm not mistaken, babe, is the four weeks uh, really leading up to uh, Christmas. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And then what are the four uh, really, and I, I don't know if it's always been broken up into this, but what are the four uh, really kind of pillars or four topics in those four weeks leading up to um, Christmas? It's hope, peace, 
love, and joy. Hope, peace, love, and joy. So, and again, I would, I, I don't want to insult your intelligence, but Advent, arrival, arrival of Jesus. And, uh, and really kind of the, uh, a thread I'd like to pull through this whole thing is, uh, is Jesus. Obviously, it's the, it's the arrival of Jesus. And one of the one of the names got you know there's a lot of names for God in the Bible for His different attributes, but one that we celebrate in this season is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's from a, a prophecy about Jesus in Isaiah. He will be Emmanuel. He will be God with us. Um, and so, which again, maybe we can get more into that later. But something I, as as we go through and really just touch on these topics, um, I just want to encourage you. Uh, to really take a deep dive in your heart around these things, hope, peace, love, and joy, um, that your understanding and your framing around those things are not the world's, but they are the Lord's. They are Jesus's, what Jesus has to offer around those things. Just to, really to frame that, this morning I got a text um, from some uh, a friend of ours, and uh, their brother had died. Uh, really suddenly, you know, at four four twenty five this morning, and so I called him, and we're talking, and uh, and it, it again, it was very sudden. He had no idea, and we're we're, we're we get the opportunity because he's a believer. His brother was a believer. Um, we got the chance to talk about it in a different way. So even when I think about hope, peace, love, and joy, um, that a relationship with Jesus, with Emmanuel. Um, that again, we celebrate Christmas because He came for us. That we get to celebrate those at a whole nother level uh, because of it. And so, I just want to encourage you. Uh, really, just one of the reflection points as we're talking is: is your hope, peace, love, and joy more dictated or inspired by the world or by what Jesus' arrival and relationship has to say? And one of the great things about the Advent season is we are regularly reminded that Jesus came to be with us and he is coming again. We've not been abandoned. We've not been forsaken. And how different would this season feel? I know there's a lot of hustle and bustle. There's parties, there's expectations and all of these things. And how different would your Christmas season feel? If you regularly turned your focus to Christ coming to be with you, mm-hmm. He loves you so much, and He's coming back again. And that's one of the one of the things that we get to celebrate in the Advent season. So let's talk through those four kind of pillars of Advent, and we'll tell you how we celebrate in our home as well. Yeah. And the first is hope. Hope. That's right. And and again, so. I think a great thing when we talk about hope, there's a bunch of different ways you can go about talking about hope and thinking about hope. Um, but uh, a great challenging thing I like to process is what is your what is your hope in? What's your hope in? And so, like, what what do you depend? And, and if you were going to try to answer that question, you know, what's my hope in? Well, what do you depend on most? What are you thinking about most? What if? If it's going well, is everything else going well? Everything mm-hmm. else feels good. That's really where you find your hope. And, you know, the enemy has really set up a lot of things in our life and in the world to for our hope to, whether intentionally or unintentionally, to shift from God into the world. Yeah. And good. Well, that's just and that's what we would call an idol. Mm-hmm. Anything that we're putting our hope in that isn't the Lord, it's become something that we're worshiping, we're sacrificing for, and that is what the Bible calls an idol. Yeah. 
And so our and so it's a great question even just to ask yourself, like, is your hope in the Lord? Is that where you find your hope? Is that where you find your your just your your longing? And it's it's just hard. It's hard. And I know we talk a lot about it, but there will be a day whenever we are held accountable for where our hope um was while we lived here on earth, you know? And so, you know, we find that in Second Corinthians five ten that we'll give an account uh, for what we do. But the things that we hope for, uh, the things that we desire for, we usually pursue. And so, again, like we we, get, we have a hope in Jesus uh, that he came uh, to give us eternal life. But again, like Rachel mentioned, that he is coming again. And so not, no the circumstances can't impact that hope Um Earthly relationships can't impact that hope. And and what's challenging for us to live in is that the most special thing about us, uh, the most real thing about us is our identity in Jesus, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which is our hope, you know. And, uh, and Paul actually talked about it um, in 1 Corinthians when he says that if, if we're not going to go to heaven one day, then we should be pitied more than anybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because, I mean, he's saying there, hey, our hope is in Jesus, is in eternity. And so, again, Jesus, whenever Jesus came, he changed what he changed hope. Even for people who believe that Jesus would come one day, he changed the hope being from in their good works, in them following rules, to being in him, which is a huge shift uh, for mankind. So a great thing to ask ourselves in this season um, Jesus came to be our hope. Do we let him be our hope? Do we live that way? Yeah, and hope isn't just about being, it's not necessarily about being positive or feeling better, but it's about waiting on the faithfulness that we're going to see in the future because of the faithfulness that we've seen in the past. And so when we read about hope in the Bible, there's two different words, Hebrew words that are used for that. And they mean to wait. Like hope is, uh, we have that because we're waiting on something. And because Jesus already came, we can continue to have hope today for right now in these moments, but also for what is going to happen in the future. God is faithful. And so we can have Hope all year round, not just at Christmas time. Yeah, and and I I, I talked to a guy today uh, about he's just discipling his son uh, through something, and I just I just want to encourage us like there's it, it just seems like our relationship with Jesus, and it it seems like it's always such an add on, but this hope um, this hope of eternity and this hope of being a son or daughter of God like this 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 um, this thing that we're living for it's 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 more than just like, gosh, I, I hope this is the case. Like it's, you know, Jesus said he came to give us life and life to the full in John 10, 10. And so there's this brimming hope that really does lead into, um, the next things that whenever your hope is in Jesus Mm -hmm. and it's un, um, encumbered by, uh, you know, emotions and circumstances, things like that, it really does lead into the next things that are involved in Advent. So what's the next one that comes after hope? The next one we have is peace. And why do we have peace? Because of Jesus, who was called the Prince of Peace. But we get to experience that in our day-to-day life because of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's right, and so he came to give us peace. And, and you, you may have heard the the verse, you know, that he can give you peace that surpasses understanding. And whenever Jesus came, 
um, and again gives us gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us a a peace and a a rest, and really across the board. Um, and and really, what I would say, whenever for me, whenever I think about peace, is there, there's a bunch of different ways we can go about it. Hey, we have peace because. We have power. We have peace uh, because we know the future. Like we mm-hmm. we have we have peace a lot of these ways, but something that Jesus came to do, and obviously you know later in his ministry in John seventeen and stuff, he talks about giving us the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, you know, and and peace in that realm. But something that Jesus, whenever Jesus came, uh, which is what we're celebrating here, and then you know a little bit forecasting to Easter when Jesus mm-hmm. came uh, and died on the cross for our sins, he gave us an opportunity to have a intimate relationship with God as as a son or a daughter. In mm-hmm. Romans 8, it says that the Holy Spirit inside of us cries out, Abba, Father. <laughs> and so what, and the reason I bring that up is because there's just another level of peace whenever you see God as Abba, whenever you see Jesus as He came um, and He, he, he lived a perfect life and down the cross so that we could have a relationship um, with God. There's a peace in knowing that we're loved and we're cared for and we're bought with a price. Uh, but there's a peace that my kids have when they're with me because they know that I have them, they know that I care for them, and they know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be there for them. But I just don't know that we walk in that kind of peace on a consistent basis when it comes to our relationship with God. Well, and John 16, 33 tells us, uh, Jesus is speaking here, and he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, peace, God call, is called Jehovah Shalom. You mm-hmm. know, P, P is the God of peace. And peace isn't necessarily the absence of discomfort. Peace is not necessarily the absence of violence or or even the trouble you experience in this world, peace is the hope and trust in God and being in his presence. And that's where we gain peace. So one of the things I really want to challenge you with in this Christmas season as you take the next few weeks, hey, like as I look around the world, as I look in my little sphere, as I you know hear about events going on in my community and outside of my community, Hey, where where is my peace coming from? How am I studied? Is it is am I gaining peace because I feel like I have control over things going on in my life, or when I feel like things are out of control, do I lose peace? Am I totally disrupted and all over the place, or has is my attention in this season and all the time have I turned to the Lord? Am I asking the God of peace and the Prince of peace to change my heart and to change my mind and to change my focus so that I can walk in a life that's power. It's not just like we love to hear about, you know, God healing people and those things, but it's also powerful to walk in peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. I, it's not a Christmas song, uh, but I can't stop thinking about when we talk about peace. What's that? You know what song I'm talking about? Peace, bring it all to peace. No, no, oh. no. The uh, No, it's the old song. Da-da-da, holy one. You know what I'm talking about? That is a Christmas song. It is a Christmas song? It's Michael W. Smith, I'm fairly certain. What? But There's a part where it says Prince of Peace, right? Wonderful counselor. Lord of life, Lord of love. That's what it was. I was saying, my God, my Prince of Peace, mighty God, holy one. There you go. Ooh, wow. You're welcome. You're welcome out there. 
That was the bite right there. Merry if Christmas. If you're wondering what it was, that was it. You're welcome. All right, um, next pillar. We're not talking just, about peace anymore. Zach uh, <laughs> might sing again. Uh, well, I do, I do want to tell you that um, if you think that, well, it, maybe if I could have been here when Jesus was here mm-hmm. or something like that, that I would be able to have peace. I just want to remind you again, you know, Jesus talked about it's better that he goes away. Uh, so that he can send the Holy Spirit, and whenever he talks about the, or later on when the Holy Spirit is being discussed, you know, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the things when we live by the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. But a couple of these things that we celebrate in this Advent season uh, that we get, the continuation and the the strength of them, because they really are, they're, 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 um, Parts of the kingdom of heaven, you know, mm-hmm. Matthew 6 and Luke 11, whenever Jesus taught us how to pray, you know, he told us to pray that his kingdom will come as will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And these things are tenets of heaven. Now, the world has some counterfeits of it, mm-hmm. counterfeits of peace. Uh, fi- you know, I mean, again, I, I think it's good, but even like the Financial Peace University, like uh, I wish I'm fine with, but I think finances or relationships or uh, whatever it might be, even if they're good things, we think that they bring us peace, but they don't. Well, it's just a shadow of, yeah. of what the real thing is. And I want the real thing. Yeah, and that's what Jesus came to give us, real things. So the next one is joy. Joy to the... I'm just feeling it right now. I'm feeling the carols, babe. I'm feeling the carols. I don't feeling think the anyone Christ- else is feeling... Feeling the Christmas spirit. You singing the carols. I'm not looking back there, but they all love it. <laughs> I have a really strong feeling. Um, our production... Team. They love it. So joy, joy. So joy. Where does your joy come from? <laughs> is yours coming from me singing? No, babe. I'm leaning even deeper into the Lord. You are. You, you mean. You mean to me today. I don't know what's going on. You're so mean. You know, joy. Uh, and this right here, guys, is a great example of why we don't put our joy in people, especially our wives, because they're mean Nehemiah to us. Nehemiah 10 for the joy of the Lord. Oh, don't is bring your the strength. Lord into this. Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always. <laughs> you just got to start saying scripture. Just scripture, is that, maybe is that, you'll stop. Yeah, <laughs> fat chance. Fat so, chance. You know, joy is not necessarily happiness. I think sometimes we get confused about what joy is, and we think joy is, um, you know, just bubbly and happy all the time, and that's not necessarily what joy is. It literally means like, to shine, like um, the word in the Old Testament, which I cannot pronounce. Go ahead. Give, it, give nope, it a whirl. I'm not going to do Don't it. Don't be selfish. I'll betray Let's it. hear it. But that word, it means it means to shine. And so the light, literally like Jesus called the light of the world, and he says that your city, like be a city on a hill can five, be t- yeah. and be hidden. And so this season in particular, people are aware that, they celebrate Christmas. They may not be a believer, but lots of people are celebrating Christmas who don't believe in Jesus. You have an incredible opportunity to elevate the light of the world right now. Yeah. So what are you shining? So joy, like knowing my salvation is secure, that Jesus is coming again, that there is a day where, whether that's today or many years from now, when I die, I'm going to be I'm going to be united with Christ, and I'm going to get to experience all that eternity holds. That is incredible joy. And I get to celebrate that reality that Jesus loved us so much that he would leave perfection and he would come into this uh, and he would humble himself, come into the earth and then take all of our sin. And I get to walk in the righteousness of Christ because of what he did. That's incredible. 
Mm-hmm. That brings me so much joy. So that really, like, as you're celebrating this season, what are you shining about to sound really corny? But. Yeah, super corny. That was a little corny. You want to see It's hard for carol? me right now. Well, that's what's hard. I, I, I am shine, listening. Jesus, shine. Were you yeah, singing see, about the hymn? I just, I, that's what I'm trying to do. While you're talking, I'm trying to think of the song. I'm going to segue my part. But I don't know as many songs as you know. Uh, but... Talk, talking about about joy and it just it br- actually brings to mind um, you know you talk about that shining and which this is actually a great little uh, disciple moment for for you guys listening so like when Rachel says hey that word for joy is shining where'd you get that at um, well I don't remember if this one came from the Bible project videos or from all of the resources that Justin sent over okay which so, we have a by, by the way if you want to know a little bit more about this, there's a Bible project link that we're going to give you in the show notes, and it will take you to where they do a word study yeah. on these words, and you can get some content from there, but I'm fairly Bible, certain that's where it came from. Bible project's a killer resource, but like, so so here's where my mind goes, and the more scripture you have, the more like you'll have these thoughts. I'm like, okay, well, whenever whenever Moses spent time with God, like his face, his face was glowing, yeah. right? So I wonder if that's the same thing. And then actually the one that really is, is and, and, and we're going to look that up through Blue Letter Bible. And even if, well, gosh, I remember Moses' face, is, Moses, Moses's face was glowing. If you have to Google that, what verse in the Bible, I do that sometimes, I can't think of it. But then I think about, uh, I believe it's in Acts 9, Acts 7, 8 or 9, right in there, where Stephen is martyred, right? He's the first martyr uh, that we have recorded in the New Testament. And before he was stoned, he says, you know, Lord, forget. Very similar to what Jesus said. Lord, don't hold this against them. And when Jesus died on the cross, hey, he prayed for him. But it says his face was glowing like uh, like, like an angel. Um, and again, like, and Ra- Rachel's trying to look at it now, but we'll use like That's blue, not where I took that from. blue well, letter Bible or something like that to see if those are the same word. Just something to help you get in the word. But the reason I bring that up is because there are times in like, just dire situations where the circumstances are terrible, yet we see people have joy. Paul and Silas singing in prison. They were they were beaten. They were in prison. They they didn't have hope, uh, yet they they could walk in joy because no matter what their circumstances were, Jesus loved them, had a purpose for them. Same thing again with Stephen. He's about to be martyred. He's about to be killed. Yet he he can he can have peace. He can have joy uh, because he knows that and. The reason that I bring that up is because, you know, you hear us say pretty often that your purpose is to win your world, right? And I know that that can be intimidating to share your faith and to talk about Jesus. And there's questions that you don't know the answer to and all that. I I get it. Me too. Like, that's fine. But one of the best witnesses that we have is our joy. Mm-hmm. And so like a joy that surpasses understanding, a joy that is not based in circumstances. And so I remember... Uh, gosh, it's been a couple of years ago now. Rach and I, we got a call. Uh, one of our friends, their dad was in the hospital, so we went there. Um, and then, because he was kind of on his deathbed, I didn't really want to go inside. I was hungry, hadn't eaten all, well, all, all the things, right? But I was like, I'm supposed to go inside. So I ran up there. Rachel's down there with all the kids in the car. And um, our, our our friend, the husband and wife, are by the bed, and their, kid, their, their son's in the room. And I remember leaning over, and uh, we just prayed for him. Uh, I, I, I just prayed for him. And then at somewhere in the prayer, he passed away. And so while I'm praying for him, I've got a hold of his hand. He he died. Mm. 
And I remember, which actually has never happened. I've, I've, I've never been holding somebody's hand when they, when they passed away, right? Uh, but whenever he passed away, she had so much joy. Not because her dad was dead, but she knew that he had a relationship with Jesus. The nurses, they get whatever code they get out there that he's passed away. They come in there, and our friend is is like has tears of joy run down her face. She can't believe that um, her dad got prayed into heaven. That we were having that moment. She can't believe that her son got to experience that. And so, like you think about like a, a parent dying, those seem like. Pretty dire circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been sent. We've been standing there when somebody is literally overwhelmed to the point of emotion with joy uh, because of the joy that is available with a relationship with Jesus and what He has to offer us. So um, I just think it's one of the greatest witnesses that we have mm-hmm. is our joy. So good. It's, so good. There is joy it's, to the, the world. some of the stuff that Zach was talking about. When you look in, um, if you're going to look some of this up in the at Blue Letter Bible, you're looking for... Um, so, what's there's an app for? Yes, there's BCW. an app, but you're looking for Strong's um, number 8057. So when we talk about the joy of the Lord of our strength, when we talked about Nehemiah 810, like this word is translated into different like joy and gladness and pleasure and all those things. So just as you, we encourage you to go and study... You can do it. A hundred percent you can do it. So the strongest word. All right. So we got the last one, the last thing that we celebrate, which is love. Love. Isn't that so nice for Christmas? Well, love is all you need. I don't know. What what's a good Christmas song that has love in it? I don't know. A baby changes everything. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure there's one that everybody else thought of. We Oh, I don't know. Okay, so what is love? And every time I think about love Baby don't hurt me. No. We are so far. Don't hurt me. <laughs> That's painful. <laughs> We're so far from What's Christmas. What's painful? That I'm doing it or that, or how it sounds? Both. Mm. Well, and the song choice is not great. Didn't um, what you say constitute that response for me? What did you say? <laughs> Go ahead, babe. I, <laughs> I was going to say a Bible You're all over Bible the place verse. right now. You're all over the place. So Focus. when I think about love, the first thing that comes to my mind is how Jesus defines love, but he talks about how love is laying one's life down for their friend. Yeah. And um, when we think about Christmas, not only do we want to celebrate Jesus is coming, but in this season, we also celebrate why he came and why he's coming again, because he loves us. Mm-hmm. And wants relationship with us. Yeah, I, I think that um, you know we we're honoring Jesus in this season. Uh, that's what we're all doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I hope that you want to make that a focus. It's, it's not just about trees or presents or lights and all those kind of things, but like that God is being honored. And if you take, if you read the Gospels, if there were if there was one thing that we could do to honor Jesus and his sacrifice. You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. Talking about Jesus, his one and only son. If there's one thing that we could do um, to honor Jesus and his coming and his dying and his raising from the dead, it would be, it'd be to love. Mm-hmm. It'd be to love, which and this may sound crazy to people, but I think first of all, it's to love ourselves as he loves and to love other people. Um, you know, but I, I really think that our our just the greatest way that we could honor Jesus coming 
Um, and I think it's a great challenge for us. You know, we would say that we're one to honor Jesus, but a lot of things that we do, they're really for us, and they're fun. And I'm not saying that we don't do them, you know, but how well are we honoring um, the coming of Jesus in the light of how well we're loving God, ourselves, and others? I, I just think it's 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 it should be such a distinction. You know, you use that verse, but then also Jesus said that you will they will know who you are by your love uh, for one another. And so uh, I, ju- I just think that this is, it's the greatest show of love. Jesus is coming mm-hmm. in a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should, it should constitute a response on our end where we love um, in, a, in, a, in a life-changing way as well. Yeah, so how, and, and one of the things that we want to, before we finish today, is help you, hey, how do I do this in my own life? Like these things are all great and it's wonderful to listen about, you know, listen to them here in a podcast. But what about, you know, my Monday through Friday, nine to five? And one of the things that we like to do, especially with our kids, is we pick a day of the week. It, you, we would love for that to be Sunday, but that's just not a great day for our family this year. We do, we have four services on Sunday. We have an alpha group on Sunday night. And so Sunday is not going to be the day this year that we do this. We're probably actually going to do it on Fridays, which is the day that we Sabbath as a family. And we have four candles and each one um, is, they're just little stick candles. I got them at Hobby Lobby and we light them and you get to only light one each week. And so they, just the one is lit. So we'll do, we'll start with like hope and at dinner, we'll pick one night, we have dinner together and we memorize a Bible verse for that week. And we work intentionally to consider hope being a part of our daily life and we talk about it in the car or, you know, when we do bedtime, we'll talk about hope as um, we'll go back and review our Bible verse, but we'll light a candle and we'll just talk about it. It takes like five minutes and the kids love fire. So that always goes over well. And then each week leading up to Christmas, then another candle gets lit. So by the end of the month, one candle is almost totally gone and you have one candle that's pretty much brand new. So you just save the brand new one until... Did you get this on? Where'd you? Where'd where we get that at? So their Advent candles are. No, 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 not the candle. Where where did we get that? That thought from? Is there somewhere they can look that up and see like scripture that goes with it? Or all juice? you can literally Google Advent candles. Okay. It is a so there are tons of children's books around Advent, and there's a great one and. I want to say Sarah McGlory might have written it, but I'll find it and we can. Um, well, actually, we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about a Christmas book we use with our kids. But there are tons of devotionals and things you can do with your children throughout Christmas. There's a million out there. Just just put in Google Christmas devotionals for kids. And you can use them for yourself. Like this isn't uh, a, something that you only use for children. You can just Google Christmas devotionals. There's a million of free mm-hmm. resources online. But the Advent candles are part of the traditional church celebration. It's usually five, um, but we just use four and we do one for each yeah. um, one for each week. And then on Christmas Day, if you want to do five, you can light the, light the fifth one. Yeah, that's good. And I, I want to encourage you out there. I know we have a, a broad um, scope of, of people who listen to this, but uh, I was talking to one of our student pastors, Alex Adams. Shout out Alex Adams. And he was, uh, he was with a, a group called Feed. And they were showing some stats that um, even even still today, it's like sixty five or seventy percent of of 
adults, by the time they're like 25 or 35, they actually return back to the faith of their parents. And so, you know, which, which you know, uh, substantiates that verse, you know, trample your child in the way they should go, no one not depart from it. But I, I tell us that because there's nothing more important this season than to glorify Jesus. And I know that's the churchy thing to say and whatever. I'm talking about in your home. I'm talking about before you go to bed. I'm talking about at, at the dinner table. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there's, there's not anything more important you're going to do for your kids than to educate them and to show them and to elevate for them the name of Jesus. I'm, I just I couldn't I, I just can't articulate it or or with more passion and authority that that they need it and not not just them but there's adults in your life. If you're if you're a student watching this or or a young adult watching this, the revelations that you get as you pursue honoring God in the Advent season, share them. Set, set a goal for yourself that every day, whatever your top takeaway is from your time with the Lord around this or just your time with the Lord, that you're going to share it with three people, right? Aim high. If you, if you share it with one person, maybe that's more than you've ever shared it with. And it, it could be with a believer. But this, this I, I really hope, really, just as we've been doing this, I, I was really hoping that this would be a time where you started some habits and some commitments to the Lord that you would continue on into 2024. Well, and this, if maybe you're new to following Jesus or, hey, it's never really been, you've been a Christian, but you've never really actively pursued God like you're doing now, and this is the first year, that's okay. You, This might be totally new, and you say, okay, we're going to do the candles, and we did it one week, and... It fell off the other one, so we just did the uh, the other three on Christmas Day or whatever. It it does not have to be perfect. The goal is just to take one step forward, and you can talk to your family and your friends with humility and even say, you know, we've done this with our own kids. Hey, you know what? I have not done a good job of honoring the Lord in the Christmas in the last few years, but I want to, uh, you know, my goal is to be better about honoring God in this season. And so here's some things we're going to do as a family to make sure that we honor God well. And one of the things is just educating, be, knowing about this Christmas season. Why does it matter? Because Jesus loves you and he came and he's coming again. And that is what we get to really celebrate at Christmas. It's not just that a baby was born, that Jesus was born, which is great. But it's so much bigger mm -hmm. than that. And we get to honor God by, one, equipping ourselves with the word, and then also sharing with others what Jesus has done and what he's going to do. Yeah. And you think about this uh, as we wrap up, the, uh, you know, what you being equipped with your purpose to win your world and the, the steps that we we try our best. We don't hit it every time, uh, but we wanted to hit, you know, what is next? I want to encourage you. Think back over the, what the the four things we talked about around hope, around peace, joy, and love, and what which one of those do you feel like is the lowest in your life? Which one do you feel like you uh, give to Jesus the least? And make that a focus, make that a priority uh, over the next over the next couple of weeks to really focus in on that, and then also on on who is next. You know, so what is next and who is next, or the steps we take to win our world. You know, around around who is next? Who is somebody uh, that the Holy Spirit is going to bring to your mind right now who could use some God, love, joy, peace, and hope? 
who is somebody like that? Maybe they're a Christian and they just need uh, encouragement, and, or, or maybe they're an unbeliever. And this is a great time of year uh, just to even share what God's doing in your life. But we just want to encourage you. Uh, what a what a great opportunity. What a great season to love not a God. Uh, by walking out our purpose, which is to win the world. We love you so much. Uh, We're just so grateful for you. We'll see you next week. 